0: Just Good afternoon just as This is a worship song that I have just been listening to all day And I just wanted to just set the atmosphere for today's episode So just listen to the words This is Anthony Evans' at. Bible says we have not because we ask not. Mm. When we knock, the door shall be open. When we seek, we shall find. So we just want to make sure that we're not just sitting around wondering or sitting around just expecting God to answer those thoughts in our mind. But the Bible tells us that we are to be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication. Amen prayer and supplication make your request known amen you gotta make your request known the bible tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace ask for what we want amen knowing that any that is in god's will that we ask in jesus name he the father will do it he will do it And so I just want to put this in our spirit as we are going to talk about the uh, restoration promise today. Um, Because I know that's something that many of us have probably heard over and over again and maybe have not seen it. I know that I've I've there. I feel like I've heard word after word or even in my own personal devotion time and quiet time with God. I may have heard, you know, about the promised restoration, right? That things that have been lost, things that have been stolen, you know, that um, spiritually, um, in the natural, even things that, you know, I made bad decisions and squandered my time, squandered my resources, you know, all of these things. And I'm like, Lord, and He's saying that He's going to restore. I hear it in the spirit that He has said that He's going to restore. And then I'll hear confirmation, I'll hear a word, and I'll hear again restoration promise. And then it'll even be followed with scripture. And and I'ma also use um, some scripture today as well, just to make sure that we're standing on the word of God, that we're applying the word of God properly, that we shall see the manifestation because it is his word that's not returning to him voice. We can ask for what we want, but if it's not according to his word, then he does not have to answer it. So we want to make sure that even in this restoration that's promised because He's a God of restoration. He does not desire to see us in desolation, destitute and despair. He doesn't want to see us in destruction. He desires to see us in peace and holiness and goodness and everlasting joy, right? Christ came that we shall have an abundant life. And so the Lord's heart toward us is for us to thrive, for us to prosper, be in health as our soul prospers. Amen. And so I'm just praying. That today's episode ignites something in every person who will listen to the live, listen to the replay, replay, excuse me, to go before the Lord and go into whatever Holy Spirit leads you to do. Um, We're going to get into that here shortly. Just want to give time for a few people to come into the room. So whether you catch the live or the replay, um, I just declare the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and has no portion over you. I just declare the anointing of the Most High God over this podcast. That you can even feel the anointing wherever you are, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, um, where, wherever you are listening to the podcast. I want you to feel the presence of God. Because this is not about me. I ain't got no power aside from what has been given to me via the Holy Spirit. It is not me. It is what the Lord is doing through me. Amen. What he's saying through me. So please put your spiritual ears on to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today. This is a very, very important um episode today um really a very important word um i don't really want to call it an episode because this is more a word right and so I just want to um, set the atmosphere and invite the Holy Spirit to come in to have His way, um, because it's I can do nothing apart from Christ. I can do nothing apart from Jesus. In John 15 and one, it tells us Jesus divine. We're the branches. The Father is divine dresser, and that apart from divine, the branch can do nothing. We're not alive. We have no source. We have no life. We have no being, right? In Christ, we live, we move, and we have our being. So. Again, it's none of me. So I pray um, that I decrease, that the Lord may increase. Amen. And so... Without further ado, I want to get into today's message and just want to welcome everybody to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Jenna Renee, and I just want to welcome to all my loyal listeners. Hey, girl. I know sometimes I have some of the brothers on, so I want to say, hey, King. And also um, to those first-time listeners, I just want to welcome you to our community. I want to welcome you to this um, podcast. This is a um, podcast where we really just um, are exhorting uplifting encouraging and igniting um women hallelujah to be restored in christ jesus to become the women of god that they were called to be to walk out their the fullness of their purpose their identity you know to learn about how to hear god you know to get closer to god whatever the holy spirit is leading us to do we're building us each other up one another up in christ right right we're coming and locking arms we're joining together to be holding each other accountable you know to exhort one another in the name of jesus christ so that's what this podcast is all about and we're always submitted and surrender unto the voice of the lord whatever he wants to do whatever he wants to say he has full reign and authority so if that's not your thing this may not be the podcast for you so uh, without uh, any other uh, I don't think I have any other housekeeping to do so we're gonna jump right into it so please join me as we're gonna journey in the Word of God today talking about restoration promise because I don't know about you but I know I got some things that I need to be restored I know there's some areas of my life that seem like that they have been demolished it seemed like life has come and demolished them you know it's like when you are re, you know renovating a house you know you gotta the house is already already A structure and it's already standing, and sometimes when we come into Christ, we're already you know who we are, and so we already have this frame, we already have this foundation that we may have constructed out of the world or out of you know uh, the environment and culture or society um, from our family history or experience or whatnot. And we'll have this foundation and this frame, and it already be set. But then we come to Christ, and then we realize that things something starts to get demolished, He begins to destroy things he begins to tear off some walls he begins to disrupt the foundation because that foundation is not suitable it's like when the word talks about um i think it's in the gospels I know it is Um, maybe I know it's in Matthew, I'm not sure where I would have to Google. But for the sake of time, um, you can search it out for yourself. It talks about, you know, the man who builds the house right on the solid foundation versus the sand. And a lot of times we don't realize that even though we're functioning in our, you know, in life, Bef- in our pre-Christ state that we really have built a foundation on sand. It's not something that can endure It's not something that can last right because it has been founded with our own hands And so when you come to Christ the Lord a lot of times begin to do demolition and he'll so he's able to Renovate right he wants to restore he wants to bring restoration um, To your house, which is you your soul right houses a lot of times if you um know anything about dreams dream interpretation when you're dreaming about houses Houses, depending on if it's an old former house, if new house, if it's an empty house, whatever type of house it is. Um, represents a lot of time you your soul or an experience or a time period in your life right and so house a lot of times is your soul it is you it is who you are it is your being and so when we in christ he wants to destroy or deconstruct some things that we constructed in our own in our own right i know when i really came to christ i had a lot of things in me you know i was full of pride i was full of you know conceit and haughtiness right um i was full of you know self alliance and independence i just i was my own god so that was the foundation that i had laid for myself and i had stood on that foundation for quite some time so when it came time for the lord to come and begin to demolish that you know i had a hard time and i did a lot of wrestling with him like jacob because i really wasn't ready to to go through that experience and so a lot of times the lord will come and he'll deconstruct or he'll demolish so he can restore but then there are times come on now there are times where it's not the lord and it may be ourselves decisions we're making maybe we are sinning you know maybe um somebody we have are connected to and or it could just be the assignment or attack of the enemy because the bible tells us in john 1010 10, we're gonna go there really quick in our bible so um i hope you have your bible if not please jot it down um John 10, 10, um, most of us who who are familiar with that passage might already know what it says, but it says here, a thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. So the assignment of the enemy is to steal, kill, and destroy. So when there are times where we feel like things have been stolen from us, I know I do, I feel like opportunity, I feel like time, I feel like joy, I feel like peace. I feel like blessings, right? I feel like, you know, just parts of my purpose, identity, destiny, even my mind where I just am not clear. I don't have clarity. I can't focus. I can't think, you know, and I'm just like, Lord, what is this? Why am I, you know, going through this? You know, what's going on? And sometimes if you know you're not doing anything, right, if you're not sinning, if you're not, you know, having some type of behavior or you're not indulging in something you shouldn't be, if you know the people around you are truly, you know, people who are also believers. and and living for god and you know because what we don't realize is connections right or soul ties even though that's not a word technically in the bible but really just having a um like a covenant or relationship a very intimate relationship with another person can influence us that's why it's important to know the people that you have in your life especially those that are very intimate close to your inner circle like jesus you know he had the Three right. He had Peter, James, and John. They was able to go with him up on the mountain to see him be transfigured. They was able to go into jarius's house to see the resurrection of his daughter. They were able to go to certain places that the twelve didn't go. So the other nine wasn't a part of that. So he had his he had his people that was in his inner circle, right? Then he had a circle that was a little more broad, an outer circle where that was where the other nine was. That was the rest of the twelve, right? They were there. So So they still traveled with Jesus. They still walked with him. He still broke bread with them. He still, and he still, you know, um, taught them, but they, it was just certain parts of him that that he did. They didn't get privy to, amen. I hope somebody's catching this. So then, then he has 70 disciples. I know a lot of people who may not know or new to their faith or don't know really too much about the Bible, haven't read it enough or haven't heard certain messages that he also has 70 disciples that followed him as well. And so they were like the outer, outer court, right? So even Jesus understood that it was important of how you place people because the influence of people, not only do you influence them, but they also influence you, whether you know it or not. And sometimes when you have people connected to you, you don't realize the storm that's connected to them. I often have talked about Jonah. Um, I love the prophet Jonah. I love that book because it's so profound. It's so revelatory because this was a, a prophet that was called by god and he was given an assignment and he didn't want the assignment because what a lot of people don't realize true prophets don't always they're not prophesying these glorious prophetic words to people they're not telling people about their husband and their -er god-ordained spouse and you know their house and the car they're going to get in this blessing and abundance of wealth and finances and prosperity and success and healing they're not necessarily talking about those things a prophet's job especially if you study the prophets if you study the prophets that um of old in the old testament a lot of their assignments was deliver hard words they had to go against the grain they had to come up against the powers the people in position the kings the authority right they had to deliver hard words they had to they had to give rebukes they had to you know lay down the hammer right they had to sound the alarm they had to cry aloud spare not and plead the blood of jesus and oftentimes if you read the bible and you read the book of jeremiah or even isaiah a lot of them went through a lot of turmoil a lot of them were persecuted they were put in jail you know they were um they even were physically harmed um because of the assignment that they carried amen so a lot of time we see the prophetic and we see in today's society well everybody has a prophetic word everybody's a prophet and a lot of people are prophesying all of these you know feel good mess um words tickling the ear right telling you what you want to hear and then next thing you know that you need to sow a seed into that word to see it manifest and all that well if you read your bible you will know that's not necessarily how it works. not to say that prophets cannot because they're the mouthpiece of god give you a prophetic word and it be a blessing and it be good to you that is it can be however a lot of the times the assignment of a prophet is to bring the rod Amen. If you know about the rod, David said in Psalm 23, your rod and your staff, right? Your rod is correction. They came and they brought correction. Amen. And so you got to be mindful of who you're listening to. I hope somebody's catching this. You need to be careful who you're giving your ear to. I know it's we're living in a time where everybody's saying they got a word. The Lord has spoke to everybody. God said, God said, we use that term too loosely. Even I have in the past, I've had to repent. If you have done it or doing it, go back to the Lord and repent because a lot of things we prophesy out of our flesh or out of our own imaginations like the Bible says amen it tells us that in Ezekiel 13 like the 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 prophets at that time they were false prophets and they were prophesying out of their own imaginations right because the people they were basically being um like a they was being bewitched because they were wanting to hear these words see oh see i wasn't even gonna say that but that must be for somebody could be for me but a lot of times when you desire to hear a prophetic word you know or you're desperate to hear from god and you might be like Saul, where you're in a time where you're not hearing from god maybe you've prayed maybe you've fasted maybe you've went to the priest or the pastor or whoever and you can't hear the voice of god and so don't be like saucy he went to the witch of endor but sometimes people will go on youtube or go to this person that person who's saying they're a prophet well you don't even know how did they even get that title who gave them that title right do you do you even know if that came from god do you even know if they've been called and anointed and, and literally been chosen to have the office of prophet or do they just flow in the prophetic because as believers all of us that are spirit filled should be able to flow in the prophetic because there that is a gift the gift of the spirit, right? The gift of prophecy. So we all should be able to flow in a prophetic, but we're not all prophets. But be very careful to who you're lending your ear to, because that's another thing that the enemy can use to bring about destruction in your life. Because what you don't realize is if you get a prophetic word, and even though the word could be accurate, or it could have some truth to it, if the source is not Holy Spirit, then it's meaning it's of darkness, it's of the kingdom of darkness. So now you've come in agreement with the source or the spirit behind that word, which is going to be an evil spirit or a demon and then now that demon has a legal right to come in your life and what does the enemy come to do kill steal and destroy so you want to be very careful who you give your ear to because you want to test the spirit amen i don't know who that's for but whoever it's for i hope you catch it and so yes we we're talking about how jonah did not like his assignment because he had a hard assignment he had to go and he had to preach uh well give a word to the king of Nineveh um to to call tell them to repent because the lord was about to release judgment upon them he was about to release destruction because their sin right and so he didn't want to go do that because he felt the way about the people he didn't think they deserved grace because them getting the word that the pending judgment was going to be released if they didn't repent it repent was going to give them an opportunity to repent and then they wouldn't receive the judgment and he felt like they deserved the judgment because they had a long history of being the rival and enemy of Israel and other prophets and they had done some things so he wasn't filling the assignment he like no lord I don't feel this I don't want to do this so I'm about to run and what Jonah did was he decided to run from his assignment that's another you know place to put a pin real quick we got to be careful that we really are in discerning what's attached to people because Jonah was a a prophet he was a prophet called by God but see he decided to run or disobey God and if you know anything about the word, we know that disobedience brings about the curse and so as Jonah began to run he decided he wanted to go and get on the ships to Tarshish and so he gets and he aboard he boards this boat and one thing you have to understand about Those that were sailors or seamen, that was their career. So they were pretty much like experts at that. So they would have took the time to know what the weather pattern was gonna be, knowing if it was a good time to go out to sea. They was gonna make sure you know they had everything they needed in the boat. Like they were gonna cross their T's and dot their I's because that was their career. That's what they did. So they he gets on this boat, unbeknownst to them. See, he had a storm attached to him. Come on, somebody. See, I need you to listen. Sometimes the storm you're facing, not even yours. Sometimes the storm you're facing is the is the result of somebody you didn't allow in your life. And so, again, he gets on the belt. He connects with these people. And then he get on the boat and he whole goes to sleep. Because he like, you know what? I ain't doing that assignment. I ain't feeling it. I ain't want to do it. Oh, ooh, look, I'm getting convicted. Amen. <laughs> That's how Holy Spirit is. Because there are some things, you know, if I'm honest, that I didn't do because... And in my mind, I wasn't deliberately running or saying no or being disobedient to God, but because it wasn't something I felt like doing or because it wasn't something that I felt was in alignment of what I thought, you know, the plan for my life was, you know, I, I just, you know, put it to the side or I just, you know, ignored it. But in the same way, I'm being like Jonah, amen. So a lot of times we don't know we're being like Jonah. Sometimes we know, but Jonah gets on this boat and he's like, you know what? I'm about to just go to sleep because I ain't worrying about this stuff. I ain't about to go do this thing that the Lord has told me to do. He gets on the boat. They set out to sea. All is well at first, but instantly, as they get out to sea, and when you read the book of Jonah, I'll suggest you go and read it, please. It's literally very, very, very short. Maybe like four or five chapter um books. Um, yeah, like chapters in it. Um, four or five sections. It's a really short um book of the bible but read it because you you will get a lot of revelation but uh, immediately a violent storm comes out of nowhere and it takes the seamen by surprise because they're like yo what is this because we know we've done our due diligence see and that's how a lot of us are feeling right now because i sense it that a lot of you feel like lord I've done my due diligence. Like, you told me to start building this thing. You told me to go forth in this thing. You told me to start this ministry. You told me to start this business. You told me to start this organization. You told me to go to this job. You told me, you know, to create this thing. You told me to, you know, go out and speak to these people. You know, you told me to prepare for this. You told me to buy the house. You told me to do this. And I've done my due diligence. I did everything in excellence. I did everything you told me to do, but some kind of way a storm came. And it wasn't a part of the plan and see what happened was the reason the storm came unbeknownst to them is because of who they allowed on the boat with them so listen to me and listen to me very clear be careful who you allow on your boat and when you're going out and doing things for the lord some people have a discernment or some people they can just sense it and they want to come and connect themselves with you simply because they want to go along for the ride some people may be a jonah they may be running from god for themselves so maybe they want to come and connect with you and like hide behind helping you with your thing when they really supposed to be doing their thing but what you got to know is once you let somebody on your boat you're subject to experience the storm that's a sign for them so they let him on the boat the storm comes they're uh, they're freaking out because it's a violent storm it's shaking and rocking the boat they literally feeling like they gonna lose their life they don't understand what's going on how this happened and they begin to just dis- to try to figure out what to do to under- figure out who it is so they start calling on they gods you know they all were pagans they served other gods then they decide they want to pull straws so they end up pulling straws and and they end up um being exposed that it was jonah see this is why you need to pray when you You feel like a storm comes in your life all of a sudden and you don't know why and it's like it just hit you and it hit you hard and you're like, okay, I ain't did anything. I'm not in sin. I don't think this is a spiritual attack. You know, this is not something that the Lord, um, you know, obviously the Lord don't cause anything. He will allow certain things, but he don't cause anything. But when you know, you've gone through your checklist of what you could have done yourself to maybe open yourself up to some kind of storm. If you know that you are in right standing, but this storm is here and it seems to be beating against you and destroying things and just dis- and being very destructive, take inventory of who you have allowed in your life. What have you started doing recently? Where have you started going recently? Who have you connected with recently? Who you allowed in your ear recently? You know, what have you changed recently? Who is new in your life? What is new? Because you want to be clear on, you want to be able to identify the source. See, they, knew, they had enough wisdom to know like, okay, we need to identify the source. So they figured out it was Jonah. And they're like, yo, what have, what have you done? Like, what is going on? What, what what are you doing? And he, you know, had to come and he was honest. And he said, you know what? Because they're like, call on your guy. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I'm going to just throw myself overboard because I'm running from my guy. You know, I'm in disobedience. And I have brought this storm on y'all. This not y'all storm. I have brought this storm because the storm is connected to me. And so, again, like I said, go read the book of Jonah, but see, you, this is why you got to be very clear on what is the source of the destruction, but hear me and hear me well, whatever has happened in your life, whatever that has been destroyed, whatever that has been stolen, whatever has been squandered, whatever has been devoured, know that there is restoration promised, amen. There is restoration promised, whether you let somebody in your life, you shouldn't have. Maybe you got into a relationship, you shouldn't have. Maybe you got into a business case connection you shouldn't have. Maybe you did the very thing the Lord told you not to do. Maybe you're the Jonah yourself, and maybe you're in disobedience. Maybe the Lord has given you an assignment and you've been running. Understand you have to identify your storm. Because the moment those men on the boat with Jonah identified the source of the storm and he removed himself, he threw himself overboard, immediately the storm stopped. See, sometimes things happen in our life and we don't necessarily need restoration. Sometimes we need to just go back and undo the thing we did, or maybe we need to go ahead and end the relationship, or maybe we need to go and leave the job, or maybe we need to go and be obedient and do the last thing, five things, 10 things that the Lord Lord told us to do. And immediately the storm will stop. So this is for somebody, maybe you don't even need restoration promise. Maybe you just need the storm to stop tearing up everything in your life because you need to get back in right standing and see sometimes we make decisions and i know when we're christians you know we all we, we want to just connect with other christians and we want to connect with people we want to help people and we want to receive help and you know we want to do all these things and those things are good but we have to do things according to the word and we have to pray about everything and everyone just because a person is a christian just because they're anointed just because they're gifted just because they have a skill or they can do what you need them to do does not mean they're the person you're supposed to connect to and see, being in disobedience will bring about the curse. And so, sometimes again, it reminds me of the children of Israel when they were in disobedience, when they were coming against Moses and Korah, and they decided to try to bring a rebellion against the man of God. And because of their sin and rebellion, the Lord released a plague on them and it killed 14,700 people. But because Moses went and told Aaron, Get 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 the bowl and get the incense and go atone for the people before the lord once he did that which is equating to repentance for us to go back and repent right when you know you sinned against the lord you need to go back and repent you turn around you change your mind you turn and go back towards him and you stop doing that behavior you repent once he repented for them immediately the curse stopped so this is for somebody what you're experiencing right now is not a result of you having to the restoration because it's the enemy or because it's, you know, An attack. This is a result of maybe there's a decision that you've made. Maybe there's a situation you've gotten into. Maybe there, maybe, you know, you have allowed yourself to connect to a certain person and you didn't realize that a storm was connected to them. Or maybe you yourself are running from the call of God on your life. Maybe you yourself are running from the assignment that the Lord has given you. And so I'm here to tell you that your restoration is going to come when you get back in obedience. When you get back in right standing, when you go back to the Lord, like Jonah had to go back. He had not only got thrown overboard he had to get swallowed up by the belly of the in the belly of the whale and now he was in a dark place where it was just him and it was in that dark place where he had to decide i gotta cry out to my lord i gotta seek forgiveness i gotta repent i gotta tell the lord i'm sorry i gotta truly have a broken spirit and a contrite heart before him so that he is able to be just to forgive and cleanse me of all unrighteousness so don't worry don't be dismayed. You, There is time for you to go back. I hear it, cause this has been on my spirit since yesterday. So I know this is a word for someone and it could again be for me, amen. But a lot of what you're experiencing is not an attack of the enemy. It is not people coming against you. This is a result of the choices that you have made. You have decided to be disobedient or you unknowingly, right? You maybe forgot about some things. Go and ask the Lord. Because maybe because sometimes in life we get busy. We just forget. It's not even on purpose, right? Sometimes for with me, it's not. I truly get allow myself to get way too busy. And here's another word. You know, just because opportunities come don't mean you have to accept them. Even if it's the opportunity you think you want, or even if it seemed like a good opportunity, there is a difference between a good opportunity and a God opportunity. Be mindful not to get too busy to where you can't hear God. Be mindful not to get too busy where you're busy like Martha. You're just moving, you're moving, you're moving. When you need to be like Mary and be at the feet of Jesus. Oh my God, that is a word. See, Holy Spirit is really taking over because I had no mind to say any of this. But again, some of us, even me, you you feel like you're doing well and you feel like you're doing good because you're doing things and they are good things. You know, there are things that are, you know, helping people, blessing people. You're doing some ministry stuff. You're, you know, you're doing things right. But these are not the things that God wants you to do right now. There's a time and a season for everything under the sun. So when you are in a season where you need to be at the feet of Jesus, stay at the feet of Jesus and you have to have the 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 boldness and the confidence to say no to some opportunities and trust if you have to say no it wasn't what you were supposed to do in the moment and that whatever the god opportunity is for you it will come back around because there is restoration promised you never never lose giving up anything for Christ anything for the gospel the Bible tells us that that anything you give up if you've given up mothers fathers brothers houses careers whatever you've given up for the gospel sake, right that you will get back even more so understand that if you had to give up some things if you had to say no if you had to stay in a low place if you had to stay in a place of serving when you know God has called you to be in a leader if you feel like you've had to stay in a, in a in a house that you don't really that you feel like you've outgrown or Staying on a job that you really feel like that, you know, that it's time for you to be, um you know, released from. But maybe the release hasn't come yet. You got to be willing to stay wherever the Lord has you before you make another move. Because just because you get into an opportunity that seems like a good one don't mean it's a God one. And it will still bring about some destruction because you're in disobedience. But you will have to understand we serve a God who is Gracious we serve a God who is merciful. And even when we make choices that bring about, you know, the curse or bring about destruction, or we have to suffer consequences because we know that the Lord chastises those that he loves. We have to know that restoration is promised. So we're about to go to our scripture, our main scripture, which is in Amos 9, 13 and 15. It is that all-time just favorite of mine it is one i've been standing on for years it is one i know verbatim especially in the message version because i love the message version just because of what it says but and you will get the gist of it if you read it in a translation other than the uh king james version amen because that one can be a little difficult but um i'ma just read um uh, verses 11 through 15 and i'm i'm in the um hallman uh christian standard bible the hcsb it's a women's study bible one of my absolute favorites um it's super good it's a study application bible has just a lot of good information good study tools in it so if you're interested um Again, it is a Holman's Christian standard Bible, and it's the study Bible for women. It's a great Bible. But anyway, um, it says here in verse 11, it says, in that day, I will restore the fallen booth of David. I will repair its gaps, restore its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old so that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that are called by my name. This is the Lord's declaration. And see, it's so important when we see things in scripture that say this is the Lord's declaration, because we know who's saying it, because we have to understand that the Bible, everything is not the Lord saying it. Some things are the author saying, right? Something is a person saying, but when you see this is the Lord's declaration, you know, that this is the lord's word and when you praying or you're standing in belief for something amen you want to stand on the lord's word because it is in isaiah 55 i believe where it says that his word will not return to him void It's his word is going to do what he pleased and purposed it to do he watches over his word to perform it so when you are believing for restoration promise you find what does the lord say about promised restoration. He says in Amos 9, 11 through 15, that in that day, I will restore the fallen booth of David. What is the fallen booth of David? The fallen booth of David is the house of David because a booth and a house is interchangeable, right? It's one of the same. And, and we, it, there's a um, festival called the um, the festival of booths or weeks, right? Um, where people, you know, they got on these booths and they, they there was these little um, makeshift type of shelters that they would inhabit. Habit at, uh, during that time because it has significance to um, what the Lord had done previously, and so you could you have to go back in your Bible and um, read about the um, festival of booths and to have understanding. But that's talking about the house of David because God made a covenant with David that he would always have some um, uh, that he will always have a descendant on the throne, right? And so when you know the history of the Bible, you learn that um, somewhere along the way there was a lot of attack and assignment on. Of coming against that covenant where, you know, other, um, there was a tax on the line of David, right? Ataliah, she went and she killed all of the, her grandsons who were in, next in line to be the king because her son died and he was the king, but she didn't want them to be king. She wanted to be queen, so she killed all of them thinking she killed the whole line. She thought she killed the whole entire line of David and that um, she, and she exalted herself and put herself in position as queen. And so we need to stop here because, like I said before, you have to be mindful of who put and who put someone in a position. Just because someone is in a position does not mean the Lord put them there. This queen, this lady, Athaliah, I think that's how you say her name. Um, I know this story is in... Um, Chronicles and somewhere else let me just let me look it up real quick so I could tell you in case you're not familiar but anyway she was like the daughter of Jezebel and if you know any history about Ahab and Jezebel um Ahab was the king of Israel at the time and Jezebel was his wicked wife and the, the Bible says that there was not no king and queen as wicked as they were right and so um the the story is um it is picking up you know cuz they were no longer alive but see their bloodline was their 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 descendants were and so um so let me see i'm trying to find that um where that is in the um uh, in the Bible. But anyway, um, so she had this wicked plot to take out the whole line of David, to exalt herself as queen. And she did that. And I believe she, um, reigned as queen for about three years. But what she didn't know was that one of her, her, I don't know if that was her daughter per se, Jehoshaba. Um, I don't know if that was her daughter or not. Um, it's, I believe it's 2 Kings 11. Here, let's go to it. And see, real quick if that's where it is. But anyway, um she was the the princess. She was um the and so she she saved her nephew. Joe uh I think it was Josiah, um but she saved her nephew and he was an infant, he was a baby and she hid him um in the in the temple with her husband. Her husband was um was a priest, Jehoiada. He was a priest, and so which what, what Ataliah didn't know was even though she thought that she had killed the entire line of David, she thought she had, you know, was able to promote herself as um, queen. Um, that was short lived because in after three years, he he rose up to be. Uh, I believe six or seven years old he was like one of the youngest kings um he was like six or seven years old when he finally when they decided to go ahead and um, anoint him because he was truly the rightful king he was the heir to the throne and so um then it caused um you know a whole she got upset it yep it's it yes it is it is um second kings 11 yes so ataliah that is the overthrowing of ataliah by jehoiada the priest right and so the priest was the husband of the the princess Jehoshaphat, but together the lord used them to preserve one because that's how god is it don't matter the assignment of the enemy the lord is always going to preserve a remnant so there was a remnant in joash joash he was he 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 was, um, he was saved. That he was hidden until it was the time for him to be revealed. And so sometimes we might see what looks like evil or wickedness reign and rule in a place, or reign and rule in government, reign and rule in a place of leadership. But a lot of times we don't know that the Lord is working behind the scenes and He's preparing the one He truly who He's going to raise up, who truly has the right to that position, is truly who He wants to place in that position. So that's what, um, that's what that this story is about. It's a great story. You should read it. But Athaliah, she placed herself as queen. And so people for that three years if they weren't discerning or if they didn't know the backdrop of the story they would have assumed like oh this is this must be the lord because she's in, in position as queen over the people of god but no she put herself there and she did it by wicked means she did it by circumventing and usurping and killing people and she put herself in that position so you better be careful of who you allow yourself to listen to sit under and who you connect to because you don't know who put them in that position you don't know who gave them that title as Prophet, and we see that even in the Bible, that people, the evil would get into people and cause them to do wicked things because they was lusting for power. See, she was lusting for power, so she wanted to be queen, and so she caused a lot of destruction in doing that. She killed her own nephews. She she was just running a country of of course in her wickedness. She was doing all of these wicked things that brought a lot of you know destruction, a lot of desolation, a lot of you know heaviness and a, and just a lot of burden to the people, but there came a time of restoration. God used Joash because it says here uh, right above verse 17, is titled in my Bible, Joash's Restoration and Guidance by Jehoiada. And see, that's why you really want to be mindful of who you're connecting to. See, Joash he was young, like I said, he was about seven, when he rose up to kingship and he reigned as king as a young man, as a young child, actually, at seven years old. But we know he doesn't have the capacity of the mind, the knowledge, you know, he doesn't have the, you know, the the, the practical skills at seven years old to, to reign as king. So he needed wise counsel. So he, the Lord allowed Jehoiada, the priest, to be his counsel. And because he submitted and surrendered to, to Jehoiada, the priest, he made decisions and the Lord used him to bring restoration. Come on now. This is about restoration promise. And see, it doesn't matter how destruction comes. Destruction can come because maybe you connect yourself to the wrong person. Maybe you've been, been in disobedience. Or maybe, you know, the enemy just has come to rob you. Amen. So we want to go to Proverbs 6. 30 and 31, um, because that talks about the thief, because we know that the enemy is the thief. The thief, according to John 10, 10, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But here in verses, um, Proverbs 6, 30 and 31, it says, people don't despise the thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is hungry. Steal, amen, see, it says steal, right? Steal, if caught, he must pay seven times as much. He must give up all the wealth in his house. See, the enemy when he comes in your life, he ain't coming just to you know be a backseat driver. He's not coming to be in a passenger seat. He wants to take over. He wants to take the wheel. He's not he's not satisfied with just destroying a little area of your life. He's not satisfied with destroying a little bit of your finances, destroying a little bit of your marriage, destroying a little bit of your relationships, destroying a little bit of your destiny, your ministry, your purpose, your family. He's not satisfied with just destroying a little bit he wants to come and take over you know he's coming to take over and he wants to kill steal and destroy and if he's not caught he will do it until there is nothing left but there is promised restoration because the second the latter part of 31 says he must give up all the wealth in his house not only must he pay seven times as much so whatever the thief has stolen from you Seven, when you know anything about your biblical numbers, your, your, what the numbers mean um, in Hebrew and biblically, we know seven is completion. That's a complete restoration. He has to pay back seven times as much. He has to give back completely everything that he's stolen plus give up all the wealth in his house this is why you have to know the word because when you're warned in prayer when you're going back and you want to repossess what has been stolen from you you better know what that word says and see the word says when the thief is caught he must repay seven times as much and he must give up all the wealth in his house and so this is the this is the word coming from the lord that those of us who know that destruction has come that we know we've been robbed we know that things have been stolen from us you may not even realize that the reason why your breakthrough hasn't come yet the reason why the manifestation of the promise ain't here yet the reason why you ain't got the promotion the reason why you ain't seen the healing the reason why the deliverance don't seem like it has happened is not because didn't work it's not because you didn't pray right it's not because God is withholding anything from you because the word tells us that he withhold no good thing from the upright and the righteous sometimes it's because the enemy is in the spirit stealing from you just and so we really want to understand what that means let's even go to um Daniel in the book of Daniel Let's see, I'm trying to think off the top of my head where it is in the book of Daniel, where um, Daniel had went on a fast and he was praying uh, and he wanted to seek the Lord about the welfare of his people, um, the welfare of the uh, people of God in Jerusalem. And so he went on a fast and he ended up being on a 21 day fast, not because that's necessarily what what he set out to do, but because that's how long it took for him to receive the answer. And so the reason why it took that long um, I don't for the sake of time, I'll just um, talk about the backdrop because I don't know if I can find it quick enough before I um, have to leave what uh, in the podcast. However, it talks about in Daniel how he prayed, but it says that the angel of the Lord, when he finally came to Daniel, told Daniel, when you first prayed, the Lord heard your prayer and he sent the answer by me. This is the Gabriel, the messenger of the Lord. He said he sent the answer immediately. He was like, but as I was on my way from the third heaven, from heaven to bring the answer to you in the earth, I received opposition by the Prince of Persia or a principality in the heavenlies, right? Cause there's three heavens right there. So when we see that's in the spirit, so he received opposition in the spirit and the Prince of Persia was warring against him and was, you know, coming against him to prevent him from bringing the answer. And see some of us, our answer has already been released from heaven. God heard you the first time when you first pre- fasted, he heard you when you first cried out in a lamented before. Before him and you cried out with your whole heart like Hannah and you even sometimes didn't words didn't come out but your mouth was moving because you was in so much agony and anguish he heard you when you went before him and you made the request he heard you the first time and he sent the answer but there is something there's something in the in the heavenlies of principalities a prince of wickedness and high places a ruler a power this is the things that we war against amen these are fighting against your answer in the heavenly so this is what i'm saying your lord is saying that the answer has already come but see the enemy has trying to he's been trying to steal from you in the spirit and so the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, he was fighting against this prince, the prince of Persia, until he decided, you know what, I I need reinforcements. So he had to call on the angel of war, the archangel of war, Michael, to come and to deal with this principality in the heavenly, so that he could that he could complete his assignment, that he could bring the answer to Daniel. And see, some of us have to really go into warfare. Some of us may have to go on a fast. Some of us may just need to be in prayer and worship, whatever the Lord or Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, or when you go back and take this word to the Lord, or when you just allow this word to enter into your spirit and the Lord begins to speak to you, whatever his instruction is for you to just uh, connect with and, and to come in agreement with the Lord and with... The angels that the Lord have assigned to you, because according to Psalm 103 and 20, that the Lord has angels that were created just to do His will and they hearken to His voice, right? So He gives them assignments, but we also can give our angels assignments long as they are the Word of God, right? Because they hearken to the voice of the Lord. And so there's angels that have been assigned to bring about your healing, to bring about your breakthrough, to bring about your restoration, to bring about your deliverance, to bring about your blessing, your promise, whatever it is that you feel like you been waiting on and you feel like it's been longer than what it should be or you know it should have happened by now but it hasn't and you do feel in your soul like Um, excuse me, not your soul, but in your spirit, that something is preventing or hindering or blocking, you know, that there is something, you know, trying to steal from you in the spirit, you know, that is true. The enemy is using principalities and princes of wickedness in high places in the spirit realm, because a lot of us, when we're not discerning, we don't understand how the spirit realm work or that it's even real or it exists. We don't understand how to fight. We don't really know what's going on. So some people have just forfeited their blessings, uh, sad to say, because they didn't understand that they needed to go into spiritual warfare and this is why the bible tells us we're not wrestling against flesh and blood right we're wrestling against these you know this these principalities these rulers these powers these wickedness in high places right we're warned against these things in the spirit why because that's where everything originates and so some of us our breakthrough has already been released it's already here you need to partner with the lord the bible tells us in amos three and three how can two walk together unless they agree agree with god that the answer has already come. Agree with God that He said in His Word. As the righteous cry out, He answers them. Your answer has already come; it's already here. Partner with God in prayer. Partner with God in fasting. Partner with God in 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 um worshiping and praising whatever and thanking Him, thanking Him for the that word, thanking Him for that breakthrough, thanking Him for that answer. Prayer, thanking Him in advance to partner with Him to bring it about, to bring it forth in the name of Jesus Christ. That you shall receive it because the enemy has. Try to steal from you but today is promised restoration restoration is promised and everything that you have lost everything that was stolen will be restored unto you amen and so the last place we're gonna go today i know it's like we're, we're all over the bible today but hey that's just kind of how the spirit was leading and we're gonna go to joel um, many of us are familiar with that uh book uh, that that prophet and that book um, because a lot of us quote it, a lot of us hear it quoted it because it's a very encouraging scripture. Um, but again, this is what you want to stand on. You need to stand on the word of God. When you are praying, when you are fasting, when you are seeking God, you want to, to give His, put Him in remembrance of His word. And it says, according to Joel 2 25 and 28, it says, I will repay you for the years that the swarming locusts ate, the young locusts, the destroying locusts and the devouring locusts. My great army that I sent against you, you will have plenty to eat and be satisfied. You will praise the name of Yahweh your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. My people will never again be put to shame. You will know I am present in Israel and that I am Yahweh your God and there is no other. My people will never again be put to shame. This is promised restoration this is restoration promise because again sometimes it will be the lord because of our disobedience our sin or if it's the enemy we know he had the thief has to repay right we know according to proverbs 6 30 and 31 the thief has to repay seven times as much sevenfold full complete restitution compensation recompense amen is your portion according to the word and has to give up all the wealth of his house we know according to this word all the years that the swarming locust the young locust the destroying locust the devouring locust destroyed the lord will restore the years not just the things the years how many of your years have been stolen i know i have years that have been stolen there was years that i was just you know going through and i was being afflicted there were years that i was in in lack and poverty there were years that i was in broken relationships there was years where i felt like things were just not going in my favor there were years where i felt like no matter how much i sold the harvest that i got back never Amounted to what I saw. There were years where I feel like joy, opportunities, you know, um, desires of my heart just never came to pass and been stolen from me. So I don't know about you, but I know that there are years that I need to be that, that I need to be repaid for, Amen. And the Lord is saying restoration is promised. Restoration is promised. Restoration is promised again John 10 10 we know that Christ came to give us life yes the thief come to steal kill and destroy but we don't want to focus too much on him we glorify not the enemy but our Lord in Christ Jesus we glorify the Lord who is in heaven we give all glory unto God it is Christ who have come to give us life that we shall have it more abundantly it is Christ who has come to set the captives free and those he set free are free indeed so if you are in bondage if you are in a stronghold if you are in a holding path the blood of Jesus is your is your bond. Your bond has been paid. You've been ransomed. You are blood bought in the name of Jesus. You've been set free. You've been liberated. There is liberty in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you have to know how to go before the Lord and petition. You have to know how to war against the wiles of the enemy, to use your shield of faith to quench every fiery dart. You need to know how to go back and take by force what belongs to you. You have to know what the word of God said. This is another thing that the Lord said in this word. This is God's word. He said, my people will never again be put to shame. This is him speaking. You stand on his word, put him in remembrance of what he said. When you are praying, use scripture because his word is what he watched to perform. His word is what he's faithful to. And he's promised you restoration according to Amos 9, 11 and 15, according to Joel 2, 25 and 28, according to Proverbs 6 30 and 31 come on now he's promised you restoration even if you brought it on yourself yes you might have been disobedient yes you might have been running from the assignment and the call God is gracious God is merciful he's loving but you have to return you have to repent he wants none to perish but that all shall come to repentance you have to seek the Lord while he still is found while he may be found we are living in the last days Christ can return anytime he's gonna come as a thief in the night we're not gonna know that's what the Bible says but you're supposed to always be acting moving working as if today's the day because we don't know the day or the hour so don't think you still have time because I know a lot of people that I talk to especially those that are not ready to make the choice to go and to come into the Lord and to be saved to receive the free gift of salvation they'll say something like Oh, when I get older and I'm done doing my thing and got done doing this and done doing that, because I know I can't do that and, you know, serve the Lord. I can't do that and be saved. So when I'm done doing this and then I'm going to serve the Lord, then I'm going to get saved. And I'm like, well, what makes you guaranteed? What guarantees you that you're going to make that? What guarantees you that you're going to live or going to be able to, you know, guarantee that you'll be able to do so right you don't know none of us know right we all know that one day we're going to expire where none of us are living forever on this side of eternity right and so you're going to live forever somewhere and my pastor said that in his Series he just did on what happens when we die, um, great, um, powerful message. World Harvest Christian Church. Go, um, go to the website. Go to YouTube. Listen to the message. Very good, very powerful. But we all are going to die, and then we're on this side, and we're all going to live forever somewhere. You just choose where you want to live forever. Are you going to go into the, you know, into hell and eventually the eternal lake of fire, or are you want to be reigning and ruling with Christ and being in heaven and paradise with our Lord and Savior and the Lord God? Um, you know, our our God, our heavenly father, right? And so you make the choice, but based on what, how you live your life here. And so don't think you will always have time because time waits for no man, right? And so this is a time where you need to get your house in order. And so if you know, like me, I've been being convicted as I have released this message, because again, I am guilty. I fall short. You know, the Bible says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. None of us have arrived. It don't matter how many words, I can release or how I can flow in in a prophetic or a word of knowledge or give an exhortation or how much scripture I know, how much I can pray the heavens down. None of that matters if I'm not living in right standing, if I'm not being obedient unto the word of God, because obedience is better than sacrifice and obedience brings about the blessing. Disobedience brings about the curse, but no matter how. You have experienced destruction in your life, no matter how you feel, like you've been devastated. I know sometimes life hits us and it devastates us, especially if there's a sudden um, loss of a loved one, if there's a sudden, you know, breakup or loss of a job, sudden divorce, sudden, you know, just you know, poverty and lack come on you, or a, just a sudden life-changing, life-altering blow that's life is guaranteed to happen to us all. It may not happen to us all the same way, but we all experience trial and tribulation, right? there are things that happen in life and it feel like it's knocking you down it feel like it's gonna take you out like you cannot recover but I'm here to tell you restoration is promised I'm a living witness I'm not saying this because I because it sound good or I'm trying to just you know pu- pump you up and excite you and get you full of emotionalism I'm telling you by experience because I've been at the bottom I've been and i have said my testimony many a times on this podcast you can go listen to other episodes if you really want to hear it in this totality but I've lived with with almost nothing. I've been sleeping on the floor. My kids were sleeping on the floor. I've been in an empty house, sleeping in an empty house, eating on the floor. I've been on food stamps. I've been on public housing. I've been on welfare. I've been having to depend on the system to provide for me and my family, to, to provide food and, and healthcare and all of these things. I've been down to nothing. I've not had a car. I've not had income or resources. I've lived you know, close to being uh, literally just homeless. Thank God we wasn't, but we were so close. And the only reason why we weren't is because I was on public housing and they, when you don't work, you have zero income. So your rent is zero. That the, So now you have the, the government is paying for your housing. But I was in a position where I couldn't do nothing for me and my family. And so I know what it's like to be in a place of devastation, in a place of dev- desolation. I've been in an unhealthy, toxic relationship that almost took me out. I have been in times, in, 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 in positions where there was attempts on my life where I literally almost lost my life several times. I didn't all attempted suicide before where I took a whole bottle of pills and had to end up at this um this the emergency room getting my stomach pumped i didn't been rejected by my family i didn't have mother wounds and father wounds i didn't been outcast you know i didn't you know experience you know bad and failed relationship disappointment a discouragement failed expectations failed dreams all you name it i didn't been there i didn't done, done that i didn't been afflicted in my body i done had seizures for four years and they never figured out the reason i done had a brain hemorrhage and had to get taken out of high school and had to get homeschooled and couldn't and walk across the stage and get a diploma, or go to prom, or go to senior week, or nothing, because they felt like it was too much stress. I didn't, I didn't been there. All it was so many things that have been robbed from me. I wanted to graduate and go across the stage with my, um, with my class. I wanted to go to prom. I wanted to indulge in those, um, those. That's a milestone. I never got to do that. I never got a chance to go to homecoming. You know, there are things that I never got a chance to do that I feel like were robbed, were stolen from me, and some things I just had no control over. It just happened. I've been abused and molested as a child. You know I've been, you know, forsaken by my parents. And so you cannot tell me that the Lord is not a restorer. Restoration is promised for those that endure to the end. See, some of us we want to put a time frame and a time limit on the Lord, but we can't do that because He has His own calendar. We have to stand firm in our faith and trust and know that He will not fail us. That He is with us and for us, and that He is not going to let us die. And we may feel like we die, and we may even think we want to die i've had those moments i've been in that dark place i've been in the dark pit i felt like i wanted to die i felt like i was gonna die i felt like the pressure was killing me you don't even have no idea but i'm telling you and i'm standing flat fully on my faith that god is faithful he has brought me out of so many things he has restored so many things back to me he has restored my soul i was broken beyond what I can even imagine I was shatter my self esteem my 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 value my worth my self uh, perception everything was shattered I had nothing I had been abused I had been mistreated I had been disregarded I had been used time and time again I have been in a toxic relationship that literally I <laughs> it was so horrible I wouldn't wish it on nobody not even my worst enemy I'm surprised that I even made it out with my sound mind I'm telling you I'm telling you from experience this is my life I ain't got no reason to get on no podcast and pump y'all up full of untruths I don't have time for that I have a busy life I got things to do and so know that what I'm saying to you is I'm saying it out the sincerity of my heart because I need someone who will listen to this podcast and you feel like you're in a place and it's hopeless you feel like you are that you don't have no other alternative but to give up the enemy is lying to you that seducing spirit is lying to you the devil is a liar don't you give up you ain't too far gone there's nothing too hard for god there's no area of your life he cannot restore there's nothing he can't heal you from nothing he can't bring you from he brought me from the bottom to the top if drake can see but we started started from the bottom now we hear what can the people of god sing you know we can sing like david you know we can sing these songs of praise and worship unto our king who will bring us out of the land of bondage in the place of slavery. who will deliver us from our enemies who will not allow our enemies to triumph over us who like david can say my enemies came to eat up my flesh but they stumbled and fell that i was afflicted on every side but the lord has delivered me lord we know that we serve a god that we will go through the valley of the shadow of death but like david said in psalm 23 but we will feel no evil be not because we're not afraid because of our flesh because of because thou art with us because god is with you even when you're in that valley even when you're in that fire just like with shadrach meshach and abendigo he is with you restoration is promised do not give up do not lose heart do not be weary and well-doing get into the word even if you can't read i get it i don't always feel like reading the word listen to the word if you can't read it play it play it on the bible app play it on YouTube. I listen to it on YouTube. They got the whole book of the Bible on YouTube. Listen to the word. Play the word in your house. If you can't even listen to the word, go and get into worship. Play worship music. Get into praise. Get into thanks. Go to church. Get around some believers. Get around your faith friends that can help hold you up like an Aaron and an Ur when you're getting weary, but don't give up because restoration is promised. So, um, I just thank you everyone for tuning in to the podcast today, uh, today's episode or today's word was restoration promise. And the scriptures we were standing on is Amos 9, 11 and 15, Joel 2, 25 and 28, um, and look, I just got a brain fart. <laughs> and also uh, Proverbs 6, 30 and 31, um, and John 10, and the latter part of 10, verse 10, that Christ came to give us life in, a, life in abundance, amen. And so we wanna know what the word says. We wanna continue to go to God in prayer, to get clarity, to know if this word is for us, to know what God is saying, what else he wants to add to it what how we position ourselves again like daniel some of us the enemy just has been stealing from us in the spirit so it's hard sometimes when you're you don't when you're not operating or don't realize you have a, a gift called discerning of spirits, where you can kind of and even the, and you have discernment where you can discern, you know, the spiritual things, the things that is behind the natural. And a lot of times we so focus in what we see in the natural and we focus on the person that the enemy may be using. See, the person is the pawn, right? But the true culprit, the true, the true, uh, adversary is the enemy, is the devil, right? Is the de- devil and his demons and his imps and his evil spirits that he used to do his business. These are the ones that we're warring against. This is why it's not against flesh and blood. This is why it's against these different principles, these spiritual beings, these spiritual entities. Is because the fight is in the spirit. You have to use your spiritual weapons that are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So I pray that this blessed you. You. That's why I've given you. Uh. Like I. I call myself giving you these scriptures because this scripture is your weapon. It's. It's. It's your arsenal. It's your ammunition. Amen. It is your sword of the spirit in your armor the word of god it is what you use to combat the enemy it is your shield of faith you gotta have faith the bible tells us in hebrews 11 6 without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you have to have the faith that what you're saying that you believe it to be so is true, not because you're saying it, but because God said it because it's his word, right? And so stand on the word of God, do whatever he told you to do. Be mindful who you connect into, be mindful of what you're doing, of it, even opportunities you're um, indulging in, or you're accepting, and you know, doors you're walking into, make sure they're of God, pray about everything. I know it seems like a lot. I know it seems like it's, like it's you don't got to do all that but in this life you really do because the enemy comes as an angel of light he comes to deceive you and he'll deceive you with something that look good but is not god he'll deceive you with a counterfeit opportunity a counterfeit person so you got to be very, very, very discerning in this hour. Seek God. Seek ye the kingdom first and all its righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Seek God for the wisdom to make the right decision. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. And God who will give liberally and not grudgingly. And that's in James 1. Know the word of God. Go to the word of God. Know what it says. The Bible tells us in Proverbs, wisdom is the principal thing. And all thy getting, get understanding before you make a decision. Understand that the the full totality of the decision you're making. What's, the, what's the, all the possible outcomes of it, right? Is it God? Is it good? Is it the enemy? What is it? You want to know these things and you only can know if you apply the biblical principles and truths that have been given to us via the word of God. So... Again, um, I pray all is well. I pray this um, really is helping somebody, is helping me. I pray that it really blessed you. As always, I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. I thank you for joining me today on today's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. Just remember, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy. Until next time.